Hey y'all, welcome to Black Pod Collective, the podcast where we teach podcasters how to podcast. Yeah, you heard that right. We teach aspiring and current podcasters how to start, grow, and sustain their platforms. So let's see what today's host has to share. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Black Pod Collective, the podcast. I'm your host today, Anna, founder of Black Pod Collective. And today we're going to be talking about all things marketing and promotion. I actually studied marketing and communications at good old Georgia State University, the real GSU, just in case anybody was wondering. But yeah, and I also worked in marketing for about five years. And I like to think that a lot of these tactics that we're going to talk about today, I've utilized them in some capacity in other businesses, but a lot with Black Pod Collective as well. So I'm sharing things that I've done before that have worked really well for us in just a year. We've grown quite a bit. And so I'm hoping that you guys can learn from it as well. Oh no, is that an echo? Oh no, you're not using social media effectively. Oh no, no one's listening to your podcast. It's the Oh No segment. Let's hear today's host, Biggest Oh No's. All right, let's talk about some of the most common mistakes that I see people making with their podcast as it relates to marketing. First things first not having an email list. I know oftentimes it's like, oh my goodness, I'm already so overwhelmed with all the things I have to do with my podcast. I have to be the marketing. I have to be the sound engineer. I have to be the website builder. I have to do social media. And now you want me to also try to figure out what I'm going to say in these emails? Yes. Yes. Yes, I do. I do. Um, Not having an email list is just, it's basically saying like, I want to grow an audience, but then I want somebody else to be able to control how I reach that audience. Think about that. Like if social media went away tomorrow, how are you actually getting in touch with your audience? So mistake number one, not having an email list. Mistake number two, no website. Come on, guys. Think about it like this. A website allows for you to have like a centralized place for if I want to listen to all the episodes, if I want to get to know you as the host, I'm going to go to the website. I want to get to know you. Most people are listening to podcasts these days because of the fact that they feel a connection with the actual person talking on the mic. What? Who knew? So mistake number two, not having a website. Third and final mistake. Now, this one is something that's actually a lot more common, mainly because of the fact that most people just aren't sure how to go about it or even know that it's something that we need to be doing. Mistake number three would be not actually engaging with your audience to know what they actually want to hear about. Yes, that is a part of marketing. I can't market to you if I don't actually know what interests you. So if I don't take the time to whether it's do a survey or just do a live, do something interactive with my audience to know, do you actually care about the content that I'm putting out? Does it really suit you? Is there something that I can do a little bit different? Is there some way that I can streamline this a little bit better so that that way you keep coming back? That's all a part of your marketing strategy. So mistake number three, not taking the time to find out what your audience needs from you. So let's quickly recap that. Our three most common oh-nos, our mistakes, the things that we really should not be doing is one, not having an email list, Two, not having a website, and three, not taking the time to actually get to know your audience and find out what they want. All right, now that we've talked about those three common mistakes, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll dive into some advice to help you on this podcasting journey with your marketing and promotion. Be a part of the conversation by emailing your questions to hello at blackpodcollective.com. You can also join the collective by visiting our website, blackpodcollective.com and selecting membership. We look forward to welcoming you to the collective. 
All right. Now that we've talked about some of the most common mistakes that podcasters make, including myself when starting off, let's go ahead and dive into some of that advice. So advice number one, drumroll, email marketing. Yeah, I'm sure you saw that coming. So email marketing. I know you're probably thinking to yourself, I have an email list. I tell them that it's out there and I ask people to sign up and nobody does. But it's actually not as hard as it seems. So let's break it up into two different elements. One being your lead generator and two, creating segments to be able to know your audience. For a lead generator, what is that? So your lead generator is something you want to give your audience for free in return for their email. Pretty simple, right? Now, it can't just be anything, and no, it cannot be your podcast episode. It actually has to be something that you know that they want. You know that they actually would really value this. And so remember in the oh no number three was knowing your audience. So that's why in marketing, you have to know who you're talking to. So as you're building your podcast, building your marketing strategy, you want to understand what is it about your show that your audience cares about, and that's what you can then put together as a lead generator. Let me give you an example. So let's say you have a doula podcast or a maternity podcast, any of those things. You have an opportunity to create a lead generator just based off of the content that you write or speak about, I should say. And so with that in mind, you can create a lead generator that could be doula services versus midwife services or a checklist for expecting mothers. This is things that you know that those who are tuning into your podcast would be interested in and you can offer it for free. In return, all they have to do is give their name and their email address. So that's your lead generator. Now, you want to take it a little bit further, and this is where your segments come into place. And this is really what keeps your audience engaged, keeps them coming back, and keeps them subscribed to your email list. Segments. Now, on other um, email marketing tools, it could be called something else, but this is through uh, MailChimp is who Black Pocket Collective utilizes. And we use tags or segments so that that way we know who is interested in what in our audience. Let me give you an example. Our audience consists of aspiring as well as current podcasters. Someone who's an aspiring podcaster will not have the same interest as someone who's a current podcaster and vice versa. So with that in mind, we try to make sure we segment those two groups out so that that way when we send out email communication, it is segmented. It is specific to you. You want people to feel like when they receive your email, it's something that they were like, I was actually just saying I needed this. You want them to continuously open it, look forward to it, want more email so that that way they're able to find value and resources and they stay engaged. So how you can do this. Now, it's a little bit more work, and I understand it can be a lot, but thankfully, or I don't know if I should say thankfully, 500 people aren't signing up for your email list in one day. Granted, we would love that, but that's just not the case. So for us, for example, anytime somebody signs up for our email list, I take a few minutes to go to their social media page and to get to know them a little bit better. I understand what their interests are. Are they aspiring podcasters, current podcasters? And then I'm able to put them in their respective segments so that that way when we create content, it is specific to what their needs are. So that's your best way to make sure you're able to not only get their emails through the lead generator, but keep them engaged by creating segments and portions of your email list specific to them as your listener. So that's just advice number one. Advice number two is along the same lines, but a lot of people are actually not getting into it. It's something that Black Pot Collective ourselves were looking at, and that's text marketing. So with text message marketing, it's basically asking that somebody provide you with their phone number. 
Same concept. The reason I actually am starting to lean towards this is because as we're seeing with the pandemic right now going on, um, a lot of people are not as engaged in their email or they're being inundated with emails. And so with that in mind, some people are checking out altogether. It's like, you know what? I don't have time for this. Text marketing allows for you to reach people even deeper. And so with that in mind, text message marketing is the next wave I see because as people start feeling inundated or fatigued by emails, text messaging is some is another avenue for you to let your audience know simple, sweet, to the point that they can see a new episode that, hey, new episode is out. It is not as inundated as a email because, of course, you would still have that with more details, more things to keep them engaged. But text messaging can be a good avenue to just let your audience know that, hey, new episode is out. Here's the link. Short, sweet, to the point. So advice number two, text message marketing. So advice number three is cross-promotion with not just other podcasters, but also Facebook groups, meetups, so many other avenues, because oftentimes, think about it, there could be a Facebook group for doulas. Well, why not partner with that particular Facebook group to say, hey, can I be your official podcast for your group? This way, they include you in their newsletters, they include you in their meetups, so on and so forth. So it's just very important that you you don't just think of podcasting as this simple medium by itself. You could work with bloggers who write on the same topic as yours. And then this way, their blog posts are on your website, your podcast is on their website, and you know that the people who are coming to them are interested in your content and vice versa. So that other piece is as you cross promote, make sure the brands align. Don't just reach out to someone who their show is about cats and dogs and your show is about hair, even though maybe you can make it work, but it can be difficult. So you want to make sure that as you put together your pitch deck or how as you put together your one pager so that that way you can show them that, hey, this is how we align and this is how we can benefit each other. Let's work together. So it's everything from other podcasters to bloggers to YouTubers to Facebook groups, the possibilities are endless for cross-promotion. So advice number three was cross-promotion. Let's dive into advice number four. Your episode format. Yes, your episode format is part of your marketing. A lot of people don't really realize that Google and a lot of search engines are still heavily based on the written word. With that in mind, it's important that when you develop your show notes or have a blog post with each respective episode, that you're detailed, that you're writing things that are specific to that episode so that that way, if I'm searching for that item, I can find it. So you don't want to get too ambiguous, too catchy. Sometimes I, I read certain things and I'm like, wait, the title of it does not tell me what this is about. So sometimes plain and simple is better. If you already have an audience built in, by all means, once they've grown, they know you, they're able to know what this episode is about or they don't even care. They just want to listen. But in the meantime, when you're still really um, small and developing and growing and you need people to first and foremost be able to find your show, it's important that your show name or episode name is straight to the point. Catchy and cute isn't always best. It might sound nice, it might look good, but not if nobody actually knows it's out there. So those are all things about making sure that people are able to find you right where you are at just by searching for their needs. And if your podcast is about that, make it simple. A way that can help you with this is by utilizing Google incognito mode. Now, for those who may not know, Google incognito mode is just an, as an option on Google Chrome that basically will take away your search preferences and just let you search the internet or 
Google, I should say, just as anybody else would. The reason this is important is if you search as yourself without incognito mode, it's going to show up your preferences, like based off of the things you like to search for. By doing this, you can search for your specific topic and look at the top five search items that come up. I am not saying that means you then name your podcast or name your episode exactly that, but it gives you a better idea of what people are looking into in regards to this topic. So advice number four was your episode format. That's everything from making sure you are choosing the appropriate episode name, show format in the sense of your show notes, your blog posts that might go with it, as well as utilizing the tools available to you to see what the general audience is already searching for. Fifth advice is making sure that you are leveraging those guest relationships. You're making sure that it is equally beneficial. Don't look at it from a space of, I'm just trying to find guests. No, people are consistently reaching out to be on other people's shows. So make sure you utilize their reach. You utilize their page, their audience as well. Now I know some people are like, uh, Anna, I can barely get my guests to even post it on social media. That's why I talked about the release form and having that conversation beforehand. But another thing, have you ever asked your guests what type of color scheme would they prefer for their page? Some guests are not not posting your podcast because they are trying to be difficult or they didn't like the interview, which I'm not saying those are not instances as well. But it could also be that your color scheme for your show graphics don't match with their brand colors, don't match with their social media. So it might mean taking that extra step and finding out from your guest, hey, how about I create something separately for your platform and one for mine that both align with our brands? So advice number five was utilizing your guest's website as well as them using your website for them to grow. Next item, so advice number six, a podcast tour. Now, I've heard a few people talk about this, and I'm so excited for it. Podcast tours are pretty simple. It's basically where you are going from podcast to podcast to talk about your show. Now, here's the thing to that. It's a little different than cross-promotion because it's not necessarily a guarantee that they will then be on your show and vice versa. Let's explain. A podcast tour is I'm coming on to talk about my expertise with your audience. If you have a platform that talks about, you know, African-American community, any of those things, I could easily pitch Black Pod Collective to you to be a guest on your show to talk about how African-Americans are breaking into the podcast industry, things we can do to set ourselves apart. And now I'm having a whole conversation with your audience and with you about my platform. So you see how I've utilized what I'm knowledgeable about what I enjoy, what I'm passionate about, and I've weaved that into being able to be a guest on somebody else's show. So as much as you are a host, you are also a wealth of knowledge in whatever element that drove you to starting this podcast. So there's so many elements there. So advice number six is podcast tours. Be intentional about it. Make sure that the brands align and make sure it's professional. Have a good one pager where it tells a little bit about you, your platform, your brand, as well as your reach so that that way you can send that out. Advice number seven. I know like I I thought I was going to stop at five, but then I was like, you know what? I'm going to give you all the juice. I want to give you all all the juice. So let's go ahead and dive into this next piece, which is advice number seven. And this is a, a paid avenue. And I know oftentimes it's like budgets are tight, but guess what? Sometimes going the paid avenue can be very beneficial. 
Advice number seven, podcast sponsorships. We're always talking about brands sponsoring us, but when was the last time when you were thinking of spreading the word about your podcast that you thought about actually utilizing another podcast to do that? This is important because of the fact that one, you know that they're already interested in podcasting. They're listening to a podcast. You know that this is a medium that they actually enjoy. So if you know that this platform is similar to yours, it might behoove you to be able to just say, hey, Can I buy an ad spot on your podcast? And this allows for you to get a bigger reach. Another element is Google AdWords. You're able to then come up in these search engines. And I understand sometimes budget can be a thing, but put the money aside to be able to allocate for this. Because if you know you have amazing sounds, you're telling amazing stories, and the content is there, that means that all it takes is for your audience to know you exist, first and foremost. So those paid elements could be YouTube videos, which honestly speaking, YouTube videos for $10, you can actually get quite a few impressions. Let's do a quick recap. So advice number one was email marketing. I know it can be difficult, but you guys can do it. Segments, create a lead generator. Advice number two was text marketing. This allows for it to be a little bit more focused, not so much detail, straight to the point, get your audience. Advice number three was cross-promotion. So keep in mind, before podcasting, there was bloggers. And there's all of these other elements and people you can work with. Cross-promote with Facebook groups, other podcasters. The sky's really the limit. Advice number four was your episode format. So that means looking at your show notes, which drives search engine optimization. Um, Making sure that you're not getting too catchy with your episode names. Advice number five, your guest website. Oh my goodness. Making sure that you have those conversations ahead of time, as well as creating graphics that could be specific for their brand. And then advice number six was a podcast tour. Not the same as a promotion, but a tour where you're basically going from podcast to podcast to talk about your expertise as the host. Not just you as the podcaster, but you as the individual and what you bring to the table that makes you unique. And then advice number seven, last but not least, paid options. That's Google AdWords, YouTube videos. That's Facebook ads, Instagram ads. Um, The list is really, really long, but make sure you put together a budget so you can plan accordingly. So I hope this episode was helpful. I hope you guys found this valuable. So if you would like to get something a little bit more in depth, we offer free consultations. You can feel free to send us an email at hello at blackpodcollective.com. That's B-L-K-P-O-D collective.com. You can also go to our website and select work with us. And right from there, you can book a free consultation with me. And I'd be happy to get you started on your marketing journey. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. I look forward to hosting you again and once again welcome to the collective this is a black pot collective production welcome 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 to the collective